Bienvenue or Do's episode where today we're going to be talking about learning a second language and how it can benefit us in many aspects of our life. Enjoy. G'day folks, welcome to the Crashing In Potential podcast. In this podcast, we're going to be talking about resilience. That is getting back up after you have been knocked down. My name is Scott B. Harris, and I'm the author of the book, Crashing Into Potential, Living With My Injured Brain. It's a memoir that I have written and published that outlines my story of resilience after a major motorbike accident that nearly took my life. This podcast is designed to take what's inside of me and bring it out so that you can feel motivated to crash into your own potential. Brace yourself because the podcast is about to start. Congratulations, you have made it to the Crashing Into Potential podcast. My name is Scott B. Harris and I am your host. If this is your first time listening to this podcast, Head on back to episode 1, where I start to read my book. I read from episode 1 to 10, I read part 1 of my book. And the good thing about that is as is that A, it is an audio book, and B, I go in and out of the book and I tell stories about things that I remember through that period of my, of my life. Now, the book is called Crashing Into Potential, Living With My Injured Brain, and part 1 is all about my recovery in rehab. Before we get started, I just want to show you my gratitude for you taking the time out of your day to listen to what I have to say. Time is the most precious resource that we can never get back. So I really appreciate you spending your most valuable asset listening to what I have to say. Now, although this is something I say every single week, before the podcast starts, words can't uh, describe how much this actually does mean to me. And I really appreciate the support that I've gotten through this podcast, the messages that I've gotten through this podcast, the, 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 the support that I've got all the way through my recovery. I'm just so grateful for everything that everybody has done for me. Because I tell you what, I would not be here if it wasn't for everybody else that has helped build me up to the person that I am today. So without further ado, let's get started. Today we are talking about other languages. And speaking of other languages, I was in Florence and I went on a day tour somewhere. And the tour guide... Quite an interesting fella. He's uh, he was an Egyptian bloke, and he knew seven different languages, seven foreign languages. So he could communicate in seven different languages to seven different people, which I guess would have been pretty pretty useful if he was a tour guide and he was speaking to multiple different uh, lingual people on the tour. Uh, it just was it was very fascinating and got me thinking that when I was traveling. It would have been would have been really really good to know a foreign language so that I could communicate with others when I was in their country in their natural tongue. 
it seems a little bit unfair that when when we are here in Australia and people come here and visit us in Australia, we expect them to speak English. But then when we go over to somebody else's country, we also expect them to speak English, our native language. This is because English is the most widely spoken second language, not the, the most spoken language, that's Mandarin. The, the, the most widely spoken second language is Australian. So if two people go to a country or two people meet, one's Italian, one's French, and neither of them speak each other's language, most likely they're going to be able to communicate in English. Now coming back to people expecting people who come to Australia to speak our language, I've definitely heard people in the past be quite rude to international people when they come here and all they're trying to do is communicate with us. Obviously uh, this is just from the ignorant people of this world but when the shoe is on the other, other foot it's not a good feeling at all and if you've ever been to Portugal you'll know that that is a place where French people they seem to flock to for some reason not sure why it is uh, but there seems to be a lot of people that that uh, that go to Portugal from France France and I was staying in a hostel in Lisbon and I was all of a sudden the outsider everywhere I'd been in the world up until that date English is just so widely spoken and most people would communicate in English even if they did speak another language as their as their native language but this hostel was full of French people and I was the only person who spoke English as a first language now the people the pe people there they still communicated with me and I ha I still had an amazing time there but I did feel left out because I didn't speak their language. And when you're sitting in a group with five or six other people that speak another language, they're going to start a conversation in their own language and then there's probably going to be someone sitting next to you that will fill in the gaps and they'll tell you what they're saying. But it's, man, it makes you feel, makes you feel really left out. And for, for a long time post-accident, I thought that learning another language is something that I just wasn't able to do because of my injured brain, because of my memory, because of all my cognitive abilities that don't work that well, um, because, yeah, because my executive functioning is, is up, up the spout. But when I met Jasmine, or when I when I connected with Jasmine on a greater, on a greater in, in, more, in more depth level, I thought that, hmm, I'm going to give it a go. So when Jasmine came over here to Australia to live, I, as she she speaks French in her country, I thought that I would go about learning French as a second language. Learning French as a second language as, as an adult is pretty damn hard. Learning a second language as an adult with a brain injury, hmm... A little bit tough. Now, it's tough because there are many cognitive functions that are going out, going on when you're speaking the language, and they're all going on at once. You know, you've got you've got all of your executive functioning, so your memory, uh, which is all of the vocab, which is which is where I struggle the most, and I'll tell you about uh, I'll tell you about that in just a sec. Uh, the the holding of attention. 
uh, when I'm in class, uh, holding the attention is for two hours is really, really hard for me. So unless I'm focused 100%, which I'm not always, you know, I will have to go back and revisit things multiple, multiple times. The most annoying part is if I learn, because my brain doesn't hold more than a few things in there at once, if I learn something, say I learn a word, and then I move on, I learn, I learn a word or a phrase, and then I move on and learn another word and another phrase, all of a sudden I've, got, I've forgotten the first word that I learned and the first phrase that I learned. So I'll have to go back and revisit that. And then I will learn something else and then I'll have to go back and revisit it because I've forgotten it again. And this happens over and over and over again. But what I've noticed is that the more times it goes over and over and over it, the more times it gets stuck into my brain and it gets burnt into my brain. So what happens in our heads when we learn something new is that it creates a neural pathway or a new neural pathway between two neurons inside of our brain. And every time we repeat that 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 word or that language, it gets all that movement or whatever it is that we've learned, it gets stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And eventually it becomes uh, that 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 link is unable to be broken i guess that's what they call muscle memory now i want you to think of a brain or a normal uh, an average person's brain the average brain is like a bucket with a whole bunch of holes in it so not everything stays in that bucket it leaks out but a lot of the stuff actually does stay in that bucket and as we get older the bucket gets more and more and more holes put into it. And it becomes harder and harder to remember things. Unfortunately, my brain is a little bit like a sieve. So if you put some water through a sieve, most of it's going to, well, all of it is going to leave that sieve. It's going to go straight through. And it's only going to catch the, the solid bits of information that go through it until I put that information back through my sieve and it catches a little bit more. And then I put that information again back through the sieve and it will catch a little bit more. And if I keep doing that over and over and over again, sooner or later I've caught all that information. It's just taken me a lot longer to do so. Knowing that this is how the brain works is very, very powerful because I know that I could learn anything if I've got the patience and if I've got the time and the persistence to be able to do so. So learning this language of French is something that I'm determined to succeed at. And the, the reason that I'm so determined to succeed at this is, yeah, because Jasmine speaks French. I don't want our kids to be able to speak French and be able to talk behind my back to mummy about something stupid that Scotty said, because Scotty always says stupid things. So I have planned to be one step ahead of my kids. Uh, it makes me sound a little bit childish, but um, I don't want them playing no jokes on daddy. <laughs> that is the first and last time I'm going to call myself daddy. <laughs> Just sounds really, really, I don't like it. <laughs> Uh, anyway, uh, let's get into it. So the first reason why learning a second language is beneficial 
is that you can communicate with other people in their own language. Uh, as this world that we live in becomes more interconnected, the necessity for speaking uh, another language will become more and more essential. You know, especially especially in the business in the business world. Now, we're not just talking uh, the corporate world, but any industry where you might work with other people, it's going to be important. Uh, even even my job, if even though I stand up on stage and I'm the only one speaking, it is still it would still be a massive help to me because I would be able to speak in multiple countries around the world. So if I spoke fluent in French, that means that I could not only go over and and do do my keynote speaking over in France, I could go to Belgium and speak. I'll go to the Netherlands and speak. I could go to uh, Quebec in Canada and speak. I could go to New Caledonia and speak to them in their own language, which I think would be pretty cool. So this is why communication is at the top of the list. The second reason and the second benefit to learning a second language is that it helps us see the world from another perspective. I'll give you an example, is that every language has different ways of describing different things. Like the Finnish people from Finland, they have multiple, multiple ways of describing the word snow. They have like 50 ways of describing snow. So they have uh, snow, uh, like they have a word for snow floating on top of water. They have have a word for wet snow, for dry snow, for clean snow, for dirty snow. Uh, for frozen snow, which we call ice, uh, they have uh, they have a word for snow that's on ice. They have a word for that snow that gets that loose snow that gets blown around by the wind. Uh, they have a have a word for snow in every situation, which is pretty cool. And speaking of uh, speaking of um, of the northern European countries, uh, people. And this has something to do with languages, so stay with me here. People in from the Scandinavian countries, Denmark, uh, Sweden, and Norway, they don't have subtitles on their TV. And this was something that I found out when I was traveling around Europe. So they don't have subtitles on any any of their any of their TVs. So when they're kids and they watch cartoons, that's where they learn English from. And it's quite funny because you could be talking to two people who are, who are best friends and they both have two distinct English accents. So one guy might be speaking to you in an American accent and the other guy might be speaking to you in an Irish accent. And this is because of the, the, the TV that they both have grown up on. So that's just an interesting little fact that I learned when I was in Europe. All right, number three, the third reason why learning a second language is so beneficial is that speaking another language will make you more open-minded which is going to help us with point number one the communication now being open-minded will give you uh, a chance to explore other cultures in many different ways like we're talking you know different ways like music and food and books and poetry the arts and theater you know just to name a few movies movies are there's so many cool movies in different languages Actually, me and uh, Jasmine and I, 
we like to go to the international film festivals when they come here to to Melbourne. We've seen some uh, some awesome movies uh, from the Spanish Film Festival, from the Italian Film Film Festival, the French Film Festival, uh, and although these movies they've all had subtitles on them it would have been cool to be able to experience those movies in the exact way that they were meant to be depicted to us so yeah they'll make learning another language will make us more open-minded the fourth benefit from learning another language is that it improves your memory now this is a neurological uh, point it improves our memory and we as, as i as i mentioned earlier my memory is really, really sieve-like, if that's even even a word. But that is like one of the re- one of the main reasons that I, besides the besides the daddy issues that I have, <laughs> that is another main reason why I want to get good at French because I know that it will help me with my memory. Just like every other muscle, our brains need exercise as well. And how exercising our brains keeps them strong. Now, as soon as we stop working out, working them out, just like any other muscle, they begin to deteriorate. They begin to weaken. uh, And uh, they begin to lose their function. So if we aren't constantly using our memory, we are soon going to lose it. As we get older, the need to, um, to, to remember things becomes less and less and less because we learn our job uh, like the back of our hands so that we don't need to remember things anymore. Uh, we learn people's names like the back of our hands so that we don't need to remember them anymore. We just learn things and we become more worldly and we don't need to remember things uh, as much anymore. And then once we retire, that's when we start to really see a decline in our memory. And before long, the only things that we learn, oh sorry, the only things that we remember are our grandkids' birthdays. And you would know because I'd say your your grandparents are exactly the same as my grandparents were. My mum and dad are. They know every single birthday like the back of their hand. And, and actually, because I have such a bad memory and birthdays are just names and birthdays and dates and they're really, really, really bad for me. I've actually put in my phone everyone's birthday that's in the family. I've put everyone's birthday and at 8 o'clock in the morning of that morning in the year that their birthday is, it will come up with a message and say, it is Henry's birthday, it is Cliff's birthday, it is Brett's birthday, it is, it is Kylie's birthday. So that's how I remember their birthdays. So there's a little life hack for you. If you forget birthdays, put it in your phone. And the fifth and final reason why learning a language is so awesome for our brains, to finish off this list, is that all in all, it just makes us smarter. We become smarter people. Now, because exercising the brain improves the functionality of it, our ability to negotiate meaning in problems that we face throughout our life becomes much greater. What I mean by that is that we can become better and more efficient at solving problems in our life. So in, in you know all the way through our work life, in our social lives, whenever we come up with a problem, we can solve it in a better and more efficient way. Now it's it's no secret that the smartest people in this world 
are the people that are at the top of the food chain. They are the, the more educated people. They're the more wealthier people. They're the more powerful people of, of this world. And there is no reason why you or I cannot become smarter people. For me, it's going to take me a, a lot longer than most people. And I know that to learn this language of French. But I will one day be able to speak this language fluently. Who knows when that's going to happen? Uh, who knows how long it's going to uh, that's going to take to happen? But eventually, one day, it will happen. That's the mindset that I've got to keep up if I'm going to go through and learn this language. Now that just about does it for me on this fine, fine day. I say it's fine because here in Melbourne today. The weather is beautiful and I must be nice to the guy upstairs because who knows what's going to happen this afternoon. He might send some rain, some hail, some thunder, some wind. Who knows? We are in Melbourne and this weather is always so crazy. If you have anything to say, don't be afraid to give me a holler on Facebook, on Instagram. Type in The Injured Brain. You're going to find me whichever way you look. Let me know what you think. What do you do to keep your mind on point? Let me know. And as they say in French, uh, oui, 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 au revoir tout le monde. So that's it for today. If you liked what you heard, hit the subscribe button so you do not miss an episode. Better still, hit the subscribe button and leave a review. See you in the next episode.